0: Coming up on the science revolution, don't miss how the insect apocalypse could impact all life on Earth. Also, find out about the forever chemicals contaminating our water with senior scientist David Andrews. In Geeky Science, take note. If you are stressed out, pay attention. Other topics include how Fox News thinks liberals are causing the California fires, Trump's fighting the wind, and Berkeley banning natural gas. And don't miss the one thing you can do to stop death. Stay tuned. You need to know this there's a new report out about insect declines and why they matter, and the insect apocalypse, it turns out, could have a substantial, profound, and terrible impact on literally all life on Earth, including human life. Now, this is a human-caused insect apocalypse. Insects, first of all, how important are they? This new report that just came out from the Wildlife Trust in the United Kingdom and authored by University of Sussex biologist, Professor Dave Golson. One of the UK's leading ecologists is called Insect Declines and Why They Matter. And in that, he notes that insects make up the bulk of known species on Earth. They are integral to the functioning of terrestrial and freshwater ecosystems. They perform vital roles like pollinating, seed dispersal, and nutrient cycling. And they're also food for numerous larger animals, including birds, bats, fish, amphibians, and lizards. The abundance of insects may have fallen by 50% or more just since 1970. If insect declines are not halted, he notes, terrestrial and freshwater ecosystems will collapse. 41% of the planet's 5 million insect species are, quote, threatened with extinction. 23 bee and flower visiting wasp species have gone extinct in the UK. This was a UK-based study. Two-thirds of the crop types now grown by humans require these pollinators, The number of insecticide pesticide applications has approximately doubled over the past 25 years. Honey sample surveys around the world show that 75% contain bee-killing neonicotinoid insecticides. The UK populations of birds that live on insects are collapsing right now. The uh, spotted flycatcher has fallen by 93% since 1967. Other birds, the gray partridge, 92% collapse in this bird species. 93% collapse among the nightingales. The cuckoo is 77% down. The red-backed shrike, a specialist predator of large insects, went extinct in the UK in the 1990s. What we need to do is start really clamping down on the use of bee-killing pesticides, not just bee, pollinator-killing pesticides, and start basically respecting our environment. And also the climate crisis seems to be playing a role in this too, so we need to get that under control as well. Sponsoring the interview this week is New Leaf Natural CBD oil. Boy, with all this impeachment stuff and Trump treason flying around, you know, I have been doubling my CBD oil dose. I love CBD oil. It doesn't get you high, and it's non-toxic, but it's a potent pain reliever and anti, or it has potent pain relieving and anti-inflammatory properties, I think is the proper way to say that. And the brand I trust the most is New Leaf Naturals. NU Leaf Natural CBD Oil is the highest quality CBD oil on the market. It's 100% organic, highly concentrated, has no additional additives, grown in the USA, and the only ingredient is hemp, so the product remains in its most pure and simple form. Go to NewLeafNaturals.com. That's NULeafNaturals.com and save 30% off and get free shipping in the U.S., when you use the code TOM, it's spelled T-H-O-M. Go to nu For premium cannabinoid wellness, there's only one place, NewLeafNaturals.com. That's NewLeafNaturals.com. That's nu naturals.com. Code TOM, it's spelled T-H-O-M. NewLeafNaturals.com. So what is a forever chemical, and why should we be concerned about them? Dr. David Andrews is with us. He's a senior scientist with the Environmental Working Group. EWG.org is their website. Twitter handle DQASCI. Dr. Andrews, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you very much. Nice to be speaking with you today.
0: Yeah, it's it's a fascinating topic. We're talking about these toxic fluorinated chemicals. PFAS is one of them. There's a few others. They all seem to have an F in there for fluorine. What are these chemicals? Where did they come from and why do you call them forever chemicals?
1: So they're, they're more commonly referred to as the Teflon and Scotchgard chemicals, mm-hmm. associated with, the, with the, the consumer products that people are, are very much aware. Uh, but as you said, this is a large family of chemicals. They all have fluorine in them, and they're called forever chemicals because once released into the environment, they do not break apart. And so that's part of the reason they found widespread use, but that's also what's led to enormous contamination of our water across the country. And these chemicals actually can be detected in nearly every single person's blood in the entire country.
0: Wow. And these are the chemicals that, they're flame retardants and things. Initially, it was like, these things don't break down, so we can put them on the carpet or on the furniture. And because they don't break down, you'll have you know resistance to fire for... 30, 40,
1: 50 years, you know, the lifetime of the couch, 10 years, whatever. That's right. No stains, the water repellent, the water will roll right off, your wine. Really, that grease resistance also is, is what helped them find widespread use, including in all of our textiles, most outerwear jackets. These chemicals are incredibly common. They're actually put into food wrappers also so that the grease wouldn't soak through the wrapper.
0: Are these the chemicals that are also in the inside of paper cups so that they don't leak?
1: that's actually a little bit different. Those are really plastic coatings. These these same chemicals are not found in the paper cups, at least okay. in, in our recent testing. Okay.
0: So why should we worry about these chemicals lasting forever and, and showing up in the blood of all of us?
1: So it turns out that at incredibly low concentrations in water, parts per trillion, these chemicals are actually impacting health. Um, and, and we're seeing in, in studies just done in the last few years that these chemicals in your blood reduce the effectiveness of vaccines. They can actually raise your cholesterol level. And then at higher doses, they're associated with a whole host of, of other really horrible health effects, a number of different types of cancer, as well as pregnancy, birth outcomes. These chemicals really kind of hit every single one of our body functions in not in a good way. Whoa.
0: So A, is there an effort to regulate these chemicals? And B, how do we avoid them? given that they're present right now?
1: There are some ongoing efforts to regulate them. I will say that the process has become so convoluted at EPA, especially in terms of setting new regulations for drinking water contaminants. Not a single new one has been set in over two decades that I wouldn't hold your breath for the EPA to take leadership. But uh, many states are setting regulations, and, and we've actually really put a lot of effort into making tap water contaminant information available for the whole country so that's on our website ewg.org you can type in your zip code it'll report which contaminants were detected if pfos contaminants were detected and then it provides ways that you can actually filter these contaminants out of your water how do you
0: filter them out is it just your basic brita filter kind of you know commercial products
1: so the brita filter works reasonably well but not as consistently as sometimes you'd want especially for these contaminants Mm -hmm. there's a reverse osmosis filter which is a bit more expensive installs under the sink will definitely remove all those contaminants and easy to check that it's working
0: interesting interesting and you said that this is in wrappers for foods and things i mean what if you're shopping what are the things that you want to avoid in order to avoid these chemicals
1: Right. So a recent study actually found that people who ate food at home prepared their own meals actually had lower levels of these chemicals, just because they're more common in takeout food, wrappers, and the bags from takeout food. That's one easy step there is is really just cooking at home. And the the one food that I'd recommend steering away from as much as possible is the microwave popcorn, just because those bags were really coated in it and Studies going back over a decade now show that people who consume microwave popcorn have much higher levels in their blood. Wow.
0: So if I order from one of these delivery services, if I order you know, food from a, from a Thai restaurant or an Italian or whatever it may be, you know, are you saying that the carryout packaging is coated with these Teflon like these PFAS chemicals?
1: Quite often, but really there's no way to know. And that's why we're really calling on states and the government to, these are unnecessary chemicals. They don't need to be there. There are replacements, and so they're not in every single wrapper. They're not in every carryout container, but they're in a lot of them, and they're, they're pervasive across the food system. And so simple simple regulatory steps could just get these off the market and that exposure route. If these chemicals
0: live forever and they have these negative health consequences ranging all the way up to cancer for humans... What are the consequences of these chemicals to other living things in our biosphere? We know that some of the chemicals that interrupt hormones, for example, the early flag that we saw was changes in fish and frogs and things. Are we seeing the consequences of these fluorinated chemicals in the environment as a whole?
1: There are a number of studies, and actually you can detect these chemicals in animal species across the globe, polar bears, whales, really any type of species, Humans do seem to be the most susceptible to harm from these. It's not to say that other species in the environment are escaping harm, but but humans definitely seem to be the most sensitive to impacts on the hormone system, reproduction and as I mentioned, these immune system cholesterol impacts. Yeah.
0: Remarkable stuff. Just absolutely fascinating. Doctor David Andrews, he's a senior scientist for the environmental working group ewg.org. You can read the report over there. Fascinating stuff. Dr. Andrews, thank you so much for dropping by. My pleasure. Thank you. Dr. David Andrews. In geeky science, if you are stressed out, pay attention. If you're stressed to the max, according to new research from the University of California, Berkeley, a deep sleep can rewire your very anxious brain. Also, apparently a sleepless night can trigger up to a 30% rise in stress levels. The deep sleep is known as the non-rapid eye movement slow wave sleep, NREM, where heart rate and blood pressure drop. Senior author Matthew Walker says, quote, We have identified a new function of deep sleep, one that decreases anxiety overnight by reorganizing connections in the brain. Deep sleep seems to be a natural anoxal anxiety inhibitor, and you should do it each and every night. These findings show the strongest neural links between sleep and anxiety to date. This highlights sleep as a natural, non-pharmaceutical remedy for anxiety disorders diagnosed in some 40 million adults and increasingly in children and teens. Walker added on a societal level, the findings suggest that the decimation of sleep throughout most industrialized nations and the marked escalation in anxiety disorders in these same countries is perhaps not coincidental, but causally related. The best bridge between despair and hope, he says, is a good night's sleep. It's the good, the bad, and the very, very ugly, the good. Berkeley, California, for banning the installation of natural gas lines in new homes this year. Other cities are now following their lead. Stoves, heating systems, and clothes dryers will hopefully now be powered by renewable sources of energy as the technology continues to improve. San Francisco is now following, along with 12 other California cities. Sierra Club says other large American cities, including Houston, Los Angeles, New Orleans, and Albuquerque, are now looking at similar ordinances to discourage the use of natural gas. Cities in Massachusetts, Oregon, and Washington are considering an all-electric requirement. According to the U.S. Energy Administration, natural gas contributes greenhouse gases to the atmosphere and accounts for one-third of the nation's CO2 emissions from electricity generation. So good on you, Berkeley, for paving the way to a healthier planet. The bad tucker carlson on fox so-called news for blaming the california wildfire catastrophe on diversity and liberals carlson said quote in an effort to stop wildfires pg and e has been cutting off power to millions of people company can't keep the lights on or keep track of the quality of its infrastructure but it's very good at impressing california's left-wing politicians company keeps by contrast precise data on the skin color of its employees and how many of their suppliers come from diverse or lgbtq suppliers it has even made big donations to Gavin Newsom's gubernatorial campaign. So state leaders haven't minded too much as the state reverts back to essentially the Middle Ages on fire with no electricity, end of quote. You know, promoting hate is just bad. The truth is, PGE paid out money to its stockholders instead of doing maintenance, and has bought politicians from both parties. California should nationalize it, at PGE, and declare it part of the commons, or state statitize it, or whatever you would call it and the very, very ugly President Donald Trump for not liking renewable energy. In this instance, wind turbines. According to the Washington Post, in April Trump claimed they caused cancer and he lashed out and sued to stop an offshore wind farm that was scheduled to go up near the land he purchased for a golf course in Aberdeenshire, Scotland. He lost that fight and now the Trump Organization has to pay the Scottish Government $290,000 to cover their legal fees. The wind farm Trump failed to block began operating last July and has some of the most powerful turbines in the world and a capacity of 93 million watts. Meanwhile, Trump's golf course has operated at a loss for seven years in a row, losing 1.4 million bucks just last year. We need green energy, and Trump is very, very ugly for opposing the wind. So our science fact for the day. New research was published in the British Journal of Sports Medicine that found that running, I mean, literally any amount of running, even you know, running for 10, 15 minutes one day a week, that running is associated with a significantly reduced chance of dying from any cause. It lowers the risk of cancer. It lowers the risk of heart attacks. It, everything. So, yeah, you heard me. Even small amounts of running... Decrease the risk of death by up to 30%. So get out your sneakers, folks. That's it for today's science revolution. And remember, change begins with you. Tag your it.